I don't know if you've heard this before, but we live in an instant gratification world. We live in an absolute instant gratification world, right? The TV that we watch, we just stream whatever we want to watch, which is amazing to someone like me who grew up waiting weeks and months to watch episodes that were being promoted, right? But everything we want now, you can basically get instantly, if not within 24 hours, no matter how big it is, furniture, cars. Like I have gotten to the point on Amazon, if I go to buy something and I can't get it the next day, I'm annoyed. I'm absolutely annoyed. Think about that for a second. I'm absolutely annoyed when I can't have whatever it is that I want delivered to my doorstep for free shipping in 24 hours, right? We live in this instant gratification world. We absolutely hate waiting. And yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, one of the things I am seeing happen over and over and over and over and over and over in business, our business owner waiting, waiting to solve problems, waiting to solve problems that are making them crazy, not like even small little annoyances, but they're waiting to solve major, major issues. So let's take a step back for a second. What am I not talking about here when I'm talking about waiting? I'm not talking about prioritizing. You can't do everything at once. I totally get it, right? We can't do every single thing at once. We have to prioritize what gets our attention. Um, here at Conquer Your Business, I do an initiatives list. We have this big initiatives list. It's a process that I put together every year, but then we review it quarterly and monthly and weekly and sometimes daily. What are the different initiatives that we have that we want to undertake? And what is the priority? Understanding that not everything can happen at the exact same moment. That's not what I'm talking about here. Those are data-driven decisions. I'm also not talking about procrastinating. Procrastinating is when you know you need to be doing something and you know you're not doing it. We know how procrastinating feels. Um, what I'm talking about is waiting, waiting, and coming up with all sorts of seemingly very logical reasons for not taking action, for not doing the thing that would solve our problems. So yes, I want you to realize that what I'm talking about here with waiting and my concept here of waiting is different from procrastinating and different from prioritizing. The harmful, this is like a harmful version of waiting because it's sneakier. It's sneakier. It sounds completely reasonable. It sounds absolutely reasonable, but why does it matter? So why does it matter when we wait to solve problems? Well, when you wait to solve your problems, all you're really doing is prolonging the suffering. That's what it is. Waiting to solve problems is agreeing to prolong the suffering. Think about a non-business example. Think about, I have a bad hip. I have an injured hip. It's a pain in the butt. And sometimes I'm all over taking care of it. 
And sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I wait too long to get to the doctor to do the treatment that I know solves the problem. I'm prolonging my suffering. That's all I'm doing is prolonging my suffering. So why do we do this? Welcome to what I call another crazy episode of how the human brain works, right? This is, why do we do this? We do this because this is how brains work. A problem is making us crazy. We find a solution that we think or we know will help solve the problem. And then instead of taking the action, we wait. And there's a reason why I keep saying the word waiting over and over and over again, because I want you to commit to yourself to take some time and listen, pay attention, slow down, pay attention, listen to what you are telling yourself. Is the word wait popping into your vernacular? Where are you telling yourself that you have to wait for a certain set of circumstances before you can do the thing? So let's get into some specific examples to help you um, maybe catch one for yourself, give you some real tactical advice on how to catch yourself and what to do about it, right? We know that's my favorite. Number one, where do I see people waiting? They're waiting to hire a team. They're waiting to hire a team member. The most common story I hear is, you'll love this, I have to wait until I get organized so I can hire the team member who will help you get organized. How much sense does that make? But that's what we do. I hear that a lot. I have to wait to get organized so that I can hire the team. Let's face it, it ain't going to happen. You're not going to get organized. Because if you were already good at being that version of organized, you'd already be doing it. We're waiting. Hire the help to get you organized. Poof, problem solved. Here's the other thing about that. You really shouldn't be the one creating the organization. So not only are you prolonging your suffering, it's really probably not your work to do. In Conquer Your Business, organizing is not the work for me to do. I'm not, I'm good at it, but I do it differently. I'm good at creating my own version of it. But creating the processes and the structures for the business overall is not, as CEO, what I should be doing. The team who's good at it puts the structure in place, puts the organization in place, and then teaches me how to use my part of it. We tweak it if we have to, so that I can actually function. And by the way, when people ask me, how am I able to grow my business so fast, so far? This is how. The people who are good at doing things do those things. And the people who are not good at doing things don't do those things, myself included. Myself included. The longer you wait to hire a team, the longer you are prolonging your suffering. It's, it's that straightforward. It is that simple and that straightforward. I'll give you a flip side of it. When I was hired at my last corporate job, I was hired into a role that didn't exist. There was no um, job description. There was a few things they knew that they wanted me to do, but it certainly wasn't enough for a full-time job. But they knew I was a good fit. 
I had the good characteristics. They had the opportunities. Like we knew there was something there. They hired me. It turned into an amazing career for me. And as they've told me, it turned into a great opportunity for the company. I was absolutely one of the people that helped drive the business forward. They didn't do that. That scenario didn't come about because they were waiting and waiting and waiting. Stop suffering. Hire the team. So no waiting when you need help in the form of team members. So number two, where else do I see this showing up? Creating systems in your business. Creating the systems in your business. It's a pain in the butt for a lot of entrepreneurs. I get it. You built your business one piece at a time. As you got clients, you helped the clients. But the problem is now the business is all in your head and you've hit your bandwidth. You're out of hours in the day. You're out of days in the week. You can't take on any more clients. Sounds like a good problem to have, but that basically puts a cap on your income. And so people wait to get organized. What are they waiting for? They're waiting to not be busy. That's another one I hear all the time. I'm waiting until it's a little less busy so that I can get organized. I will absolutely promise you, you'll never be less busy. That's not how it works. It's not how it works. You have to get organized and create processes in order to be less busy. You don't wait for the magic of less busy to appear so that you can create your processes. Back to my last job, because I love using it as an example. We would have, they would have trainings for us, right? They would have different trainings for us that you, we would attend. And there was this one woman in particular who would never go. She was so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And then my boss said something to me that was so interesting because I had bought into the story because she was so busy. She was. You'd watch her. She was very busy. And what he said to me is she's deciding that she's too busy to be better at doing her job. Think about that for a second. When you are waiting to be less busy in order to get more organized, you are choosing to not get better at running your business. Doesn't make a lot of sense when I say it that way. Again, welcome to the weird world of being a human being. We're too busy to become better at being a business owner. You're waiting for this situation. We're waiting for a situation that literally puts the cart before the horse. We need to get more organized in order to be less chaotic, but we're waiting until we're less chaotic in order to get more organized. Doesn't work. It doesn't work. So hiring team, creating processes. A third example I'll give you just because this is what I've been hearing a lot from lately is up-leveling their brand. Up-leveling, 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 up-leveling their website, up-leveling their logo, up-leveling their content, up-leveling their image, up-leveling their social media, up-leveling their messaging. I get it. None of this is easy. But they're waiting. They're waiting to up-level. Remember, your brand is much more than your visuals. They're waiting to up-level their overall brand. What are people waiting for? They're waiting until they get bigger clients and better clients before they up-level the brand. As if they want to wait until they're playing in that world before they do what's needed to fit into that world. 
The solution to this comes squarely in one of the first things I learned when I graduated college and got a job. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. It's again a putting the cart before the horse scenario. We think we don't have to look the part, play the part, speak the part until we're in the role. But you won't get the role unless you look the part, play the part, and speak the part. And we know this consciously. Like, we, we do know this consciously. And it's so unfair. I will be the first one to tell you, I'm not a formal person. I'm a very casual person. Very sweary. I'm not fancy. I'm not any of the things that I used to think I had to be to play at that next level. But the truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter how good you are at what you do. If the visuals, the cohesiveness, the messaging, that first initial impression of your brand isn't in place, you will never get the chance to prove how good you are because people will pass right over you. So going back to my own definition, right? I'm not fancy. I'm not fancy, but I am put together. You don't have to be fancy to be up-leveled. You don't have to be anything you're not in order to be up-leveled, but you do have to be put together about it. You do have to be cohesive. You do have to be congruent. You have to look like your ducks are in a row with your branding so that you get the opportunity to show the world, your clients, how good you are at what you do. Again, it's not fair, but it is true. People will make their first impressions very, 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 very quickly. And if your brand isn't at the level that you want to serve, you'll never get to serve at that level. It's kind of like one of those, um, I used to watch a show, probably age myself a little bit, called What Not to Wear what not to wear. And, you know, it was a makeover show. And one after the other, people would get on that show and say, it shouldn't matter what I'm wearing. It shouldn't matter what I'm wearing. And it's true. It shouldn't matter. But it does. And we live in such an instant gratification and a visual world that if your brand, including messaging, visuals, the emotional response you elicit from people, if it's not all authentic and congruent and consistent, people will make instant decisions about you and think that you're not good at what you do. It's not fair, but it is true. And at the same time, our brand, especially as entrepreneurs, is an extension of us. It's often an extension of us. So where do you need to up-level your approach so that you can attract the business you want to have? As a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, our business will never outgrow us. It's just, it's just not possible. It's too much. Like I said, it's too much of an extension of us. Your business can't outgrow you. Where do you need to up-level what you're doing so that you can get the business you want? Instead of waiting until you have the business you want to make those changes. So I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. But I have heard more I need to wait stories than I've heard in a very long time. I need to wait. I need to wait. I need to wait. And I gave you three perfect examples. 
And one of the things I know is when I'm hearing something a lot around me, I take that as an opportunity to look at myself. I'm human, just like everybody else. If I'm hearing everybody else do this, if I'm hearing everybody else talk about waiting, odds are I'm doing it also somewhere. So let's pinky swear. Let's make the commitment to each other. Let's take the time this week. Pay attention to what you're telling yourself. Pay attention to the opportunities you don't take. Pay attention to the problems that you don't solve. Where are you hearing yourself say, I need to wait? And what are you telling yourself you need to be waiting for? Because again, the only thing that happens when you wait is that you prolong your suffering. And right now, with the economy the way that it is, you're not only prolonging your suffering by waiting, you're risking losing everything by waiting. It is harder to business now. You have to be better at being a business owner. Catch yourself, right? Catch yourself. Where are you waiting? And what action do you need to be taking instead?